saddle up there, pals. It's time for another episode of the Pull Box Pals. <laughs> oh, man. We got to get better at uh, uh, correlating our intros because last week in the uh, description, or no, two weeks ago, I did a cowboy theme. Now we're uh, cowboy theme on the intro. My goodness. My name is Monk, by the way. And I'm Matt. And oh, uh, we're, we're here to talk about some comics. We sure are, pal. Yeah. Um, but well, here's a question in, for you. Uh, okay, let's get let's do your question first. Would you be a cowboy? Would I be a cowboy? Could if you could be a cowboy, would you be a cowboy? I mean, do I have other options of being something else, or is it just like this is the one time choice? Like, if you could be a cowboy, would you be a cowboy? That's a true, that's a good point because can you ever really choose to be a cowboy? I feel like you're just molded or you're chosen before the foundations of the earth to be a cowboy you know yeah yeah so. no i think and like i don't know like that it still exists but it's not what it was in the i'm talking about olden times like if yeah. you were back in olden times would you be a cowboy yeah i, I like in the old west yeah but yeah. i mean it's probably not like they're just eating beans like they're probably very malnutrition like malnutrition mal malnutrition yeah mal where am i looking for malnourished malnourished thank you um yeah yeah. and uh yeah you gotta kill people you're probably like some if you're a good cowboy that means probably somebody's out to get you the law is out to get you you know yeah that's no i like i would i think it'd be fun i mean i say that and until you know hypothetically experience it but just like living in the old west before the law came west but like Mm. just like because I like I think like during the gold trail era to California. Yeah, I think that that's where I would want to be in my cowboy history if I could be a cowboy. Yeah, but that was a bad time for the people doing it again. And maybe it's just a romanticized. I I mean, you live you live in Oregon. There's a a classic game about that. uh, That adventure out there. You Uh know? Yeah. Oregon Trail. And I here's the next question. Have you ever ridden a horse? Yeah. Okay. There you go. You're at least one step closer. Uh, I've never two, ridden a horse. About two times. About I've two ridden, times. About yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I. So the first time was like during a family reunion to mm. to the coast, and uh, one of the you know fun activities we did as a family was we went and rode horses on the beach. Yeah. Uh, and my legs have never been more sore like the following day mm-hmm. in in my life. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was fun. I had this like really like ornery horse that wanted to be in the lead. And so it always just like trounced ahead of the other horses. And then like the guy would be like, Oh, you know, just pull back on his reins a little bit harder. And I was like, Oh, but what if I pull too hard? And he like flips back. Like I'm not a cowboy. So. Yeah, but if he, I guess I might have decided it for you in that yeah. moment. Or what, um, if he, what if he did a backflip? You did the most successful backflip, and by the most successful, I would assume the only successful backflip. Yeah, I don't know. I think I also I know stories of people who've like died from being kicked by a horse or like horse yeah. injuries. Yeah, and uh, that's it's one of my like probably top five uh, ways I would least like to die. Uh, my horse. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. See, I would probably again. I I've said this I'm really before. making my case for surviving in the in the old, <laughs> yeah, in the old west. <laughs> um, I've said it before. Uh, I would like a spectacular death. I would. I don't want to just kind of die, whatever. And I feel like getting kicked by a horse. People will remember that. It's not like yeah. 
it's not original, you know, like it's, yeah. uh, people have been being kicked and killed by horses probably as long as there's been horses. Yeah. Um, well, when I lived down in Oregon, I uh, lived with a guy who grew up on a horse farm, a, a buddy of mine, and we were talking about horses and how they have no real natural defenses besides kicking and running. And so we like to think now we just, you know, when you're just kind of bantering with a buddy and then things get silly in your head. Yeah. We just have this little inside joke about horses as they're running. They're just like, get away, Stop it! get away, because they <laughs> just don't have any defense besides just, you know, skedaddle away. No, like, just, yeah, no, no, Stop it. <laughs> and just kicking back, you know, because yeah. there's nothing in front. Like they're just they're just like a. Like, remember when we lived in Taiwan and the trucks there didn't have the engines in the front, so they just stopped, yeah, like buses. Yeah, and that's how. Oh, that's how uh, three times I have ridden times. a horse three times. I have uh, one of those times was <laughs> a Mongolian. No, a Mongolian horse. A Mongolia. Oh, there yeah. you go. I yeah. mean, if you're gonna ride a horse, that's a that's a dang good place to ride a horse. It was uh, my yeah. It was. And also you probably my had some goat milk. I I had fermented horse milk. Um, oh. I don't That's probably good too. I don't recommend it. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm glad like it's a cultural thing, but like I, I did it to try it and I had to try it a couple times. Cause it was, I've, I've talked about it before, but it was a white moon festival, mm-hmm. which is like a big three day thing. And so you go to people's houses and just eat and eat. And a lot of times you're offered a shot of vodka or some mm. fermented horse milk and mm. you don't want to be rude. And so I tried it all, but I just, uh, I really overdid it. Yeah. Um, not drinking it, but just yeah. the whole thing and in, in, indulging. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Dude, but yeah, I, like I can attest that like, uh, at least in China and in Taiwan, two different countries, those places both love serving like an absorbent amount of food to their guests and aren't yeah. satisfied. And India too. India is the worst of this. Yeah. They won't let you stop eating in India until you're like physically sick. And that would happen right. to me every night in India. And again, like I know it's a gesture of like kindness, but boy, does it like get tiring every night? Like getting again, you're you're also eating like incredibly yeah. spicy food. So doing that on top of like just eating more I than think, you would normally do. Oh. I think th- I think one of the best ways this was translated into American for me <laughs> was like it's like if you went out to Outback Steakhouse with some Asian friends of yours from Taiwan or China, wherever, yeah, wherever. Um, and they order a blooming onion and you eat all of the blooming onion, they will order another blooming onion. Mm-hmm. and yeah, it's if you all, loved it so much here just have another yeah onion. but it's like you this? you leave a little bit to show like that you are satisfied like that was mm-hmm. good yeah it's like i still do that thing. yeah i still do that like especially if honestly if it's a meal that i really like there is a part of my brain that like really stuck to that and enjoyed it of being like i think it is a bit of a compliment to leave like a little bit on the plate to just be like this is so good i couldn't eat it all you know yeah yeah um again um, that's i mean i'm a white guy saying i like a thing about an asian culture that i integrated i know how that can sound but i try to do it with like a good heart you know yeah 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 um quite so my my question to you um, uh were you out on ahsoka uh i uh episode four not the you one fit- that came not the one that came out the newest one 
Okay, it's the one that came out last night. You have not. So episode five, yeah. you have not. Okay, man, buckle up. Uh, <laughs> I feel like but, we do need to have a conversation about this show at some point in time, and it'll take like a good amount of time to do it. Maybe we'll yeah. like, maybe we'll do it. We always talk about doing the uh, box office buds. We should, yeah. make, we should do a little spinoff. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do it for Ahsoka. Maybe when like a TV show or something wraps up. We'll yeah. see. We'll do uh, that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, I've, I've been enjoying it, but like there's much better television and I'm not saying that to put down it, but I'm just like, I think when I think of, I I'm enjoying it, but I'm not like losing sleep, like being like, I can't wait to watch it. You know, that's yeah. how I feel about a lot, like pretty much almost the gambit of like Disney owned stuff at the moment in DC owned stuff. You know, oh. just, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Like that, that's understandable. And I'm not like staying up every night. Like, man, I can't wait till next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Like uh, I'm taking it in stride. But I'm I'm really digging it. And like yeah. episode four, it's been out for a week, so I'm not going to spoil anything because you should have already seen it if you care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just Anakin shows up at the end. And like, how did you feel going into that part? Me? Yeah. Uh, I was like incredibly indifferent. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, because I'm sure it was like super like a revelation <laughs> of like Christ risen from the grave for you. But for me, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I kind of figured he would show up. She's yeah. in a purgatory state. It makes sense. Um, I, I'm more curious about what they're going to do with him in this episode that I haven't yeah. seen. Um, then, uh, and again, I'm not like disliking it, but it's yeah. not like it's not resonating with me on any level other than like hee hee ha ha, that was fun. I kind of want to walk away from it and yeah. like just let it wash over me. But I don't know. Let's I don't want to say that's what Star Wars does best because that's not true. I really don't believe that's true. I believe Star Wars does a good job at speaking to themes and having like deep, poignant whatevers, you know? And I I think that this is there. Again, I just I don't there's uh, we will save it for uh, box office buds because yeah. I'll just start going to town and uh, I'll, then you'll go to town and I want to justify the things and all yeah. this stuff. The but only yeah. the only, there's one one thing that's taking me out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think I said it before, but just the quality of the lightsaber fights like they're cool, mm-hmm. but they're not like prequel cool. Do you mean like flippy and like high action? Uh, yeah, just like and like also what you would have seen if you watched Clone Wars and Rebels. Like it was just yeah. a little more like subdued, fin- like yeah, and like finesse. And this is just I don't know it. It it's it's like watching uh, two people fencing essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I understand why like that would be an appeal because that is kind of like where like i think there is a very big change in how they do uh, lightsaber battles in like the original series versus the prequels because in the original ones it is a lot more of like very uh just looking at the other person's stance and maybe like smacking blades every once in a while and then like strike strike oh now i got stabbed and i'm a ghost figure you know yeah um Whereas in the prequels, it's just a lot of like jumping around and like this man has four, this robot man has four 
and well, and it, it was also just like all that. A, a faster pace too. And mm-hmm. I I do know they don't. So the guy who did uh, the prequels uh, stunt choreography for like the lightsaber fights, his name was Nick Gillard, and uh, they don't have him. They haven't been using him in all this newer stuff. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not too terribly surprised. I feel like that like that was a criticism of those movies that they were that the fights were a little too over um oh no i i i loved them yeah i mean i'm i'm either way i love them either way i i think yeah. just it's a cool concept so give, if it's fast if it's slow like it's still like people battling to the potential like because i love the concept of a laser uh la- of a laser sword you know like yeah the fact that it can just cut off your hand and then you're there just goes your hand yeah, like, but I mean, like, it. the, it's also like just like the monumental moment of when uh, Anakin, uh, what disarms, dishands uh, Count <laughs> Dooku, mm-hmm. and, uh, and this- but it's just like leading up to that, just like they were so fast that you really had to like rewatch it over and over again to see like how they ended up in this position, and right. in these. Uh, in these newer ones, so especially in Ahsoka, it just seems like it's a lot like more strictly calculated to show like the like the meeting of the lightsabers versus it being really fast paced and like, oh my gosh, how did we get to this person being cut or mm-hmm. you know this this disarming? How did we get there? And so I don't know. I like it's i don't like the fast pacedness of it and like the prequels to me it just adds to like the mysticism behind like the jedi order and the sith order of just how they can be that focused mm. so see i would think of the mysticism i would go slow and stoic but again we should save this for our uh we our should we thing. should We're because getting in we, there we should uh move on to uh did you make it to your comic book shop today I did. Maybe we should try to trademark that. Maybe put that on a shirt. Did you make it <laughs> to your comic shop today? Oh, that'd be it. Yeah. Yeah. Pull give us a, give us a like if you agree. <laughs> yeah. And we'll sell one shirt. Yes. Um, <laughs> I did. I did make it. I feel like we'll get a decent amount. Not maybe not a decent amount. We'll get some overlap. Um, yeah. But I got I didn't get that many. I got five. So yeah, not that. How many? I got you a get? few. I got. Uh, I didn't even count one. No, that's okay. See, I'll count I'm, while you uh, share yours. How about that? That's fine. See, I never, I always share your uh, video when you have uh, your polls when you post it, but I never watch it because I'd like having this interaction here and have it be authentic and being like, ooh, I'm, I'm finding out IRL with the rest of the pool box pals. But I know that we, you definitely got this one uh, because I saw it. In your thing i think it was one of the first ones you put up oh yeah no uh, and speaking the Enfield yeah, just, gang massacre speaking of cowboys it's like this this oh, is yeah. the era really like i want to live i want to have lived to when like law came into town yeah as well so that would have been um, terrifying but yeah it would have been a, a good time to live i'm and so was, excited for this like mm. i loved issue one it was just such a complete comic to me um mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to issue two same. I was actually thinking about today because I don't think we talked about this when we talked about this the the first issue before, but uh, I'm really happy that you're reading this because this is I think the first that Texas Blood thing that we're reading together. Yeah, yeah. So no, and I'm because I'm still catching up on the original series. I've only read volume one. I'm watching for just deals on getting those volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I'll yeah. I'll read them eventually. So I think volume number two is my favorite. I really love that one. That one solidified I, it. Yeah. As, yeah, a solid. I, and I I really really enjoyed volume one. So yeah, if you haven't hopped on Texas, uh, that Texas, Texas book. that Texas. I was gonna say Texas Train Massacre. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, is that a train that just kills a bunch of people, or yeah, is it right. like a man that's a train and he does the same thing as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre man? I think I, I, I don't know. My I think dog. I, I think it's its own thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, so that Texas blood. Uh, uh, read along with me as I play catch up on that. Monk's pretty current on it, but if you need a fresh current. place to start, like you know, it's not too late to get issue one of the Enfield Gang Massacre, and issue two just came out, uh, and it's a great series. So check that one out. Yeah, and I would imagine that there's probably there's probably going to be a little bit of tie in, but I feel like. Um, they're good enough with storytellers that they won't make it dependent upon you having read those things to fully enjoy this comic, you know? Yeah. Um, but another Western. So I guess we are kind of going, see in the description, I went with more of a, like all pleasing, like I, I, the description is something like how do it's time to appease the gods by chit chatting comics. And <laughs> because we're talking about sacrifices and crusaders later, spoiler uh -huh. alert. And I mean, it's in the title. But uh, so I was like, oh, we'll go with like a religious like appeasement thing. But again, oh. we're just cowboys are hot right now. They're the hey, new vampires. Yeah. <laughs> religion, um, reli religion, uh, you know, not so hot in, right in, the, now. in the old west as well. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm sure I would. Well, never mind. I'm, I don't need to make a segue into this, but this is Crit and Gears number five. Man, this is wow. a really good story. I think this is the end of this. Um I just saw a very large kaboom at the back, so I don't think it is the end of it, unless the ending is, in fact, a very large boom. But I've been loving that. Um, now, I'm curious if you got this comic, Killmore? Uh, I considered it, but I already knew how many I was getting today. And mm. I didn't think that, uh, because a lot of the ones that I got today um, were on that key list. And right. that was another one that was on the key list. I was like, you know, for how many I'm getting, like, I don't I don't need to spend the extra money on one more. So I really don't know what it's about. Um, I was just I did read the description, but I can't remember it um, or the. But I mean, it just looks like there's just this guy. That, it looks like he's just playing GTA on this opening page because he's just driving down the street, plowing people down uh, oh, yeah. from the cover. It's called Killmore. So I'd imagine that his he's just killing more if I had yeah. to wager what this is about. Um, sounds, it's a, that sounds pretty good. And then I got two more left. Um, this one, I think you would have gotten as well. I did. I did get the coal. Um, the coal number my, two. my shop warned me that this issue was damaged on arrival, uh, uh -oh. but it's just, it's just a little Nick up here at the top that I'm not too worried about, but yeah, that is a beautiful color cover. And I didn't peek inside. Did, wait, which one did you get? Same one? No, the same one. I'm oh, just, okay. I, it is a beautiful cover. I just, forgot to, to look inside and treat myself to this it's so beautiful but there's so much text oh yeah it's murgatroyd there's so much text um so hopefully I, it's good you know yeah we, i was a little like meh on it this is definitely going to be like the deciding factor of if i continue or not oh yeah uh yeah i'm probably i might be on that bus as well yeah. um i i did really like issue one um i liked how it went i liked the premise I just don't know how things are going to go after this issue 
and I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We will. Time we'll will find tell. out together. You got one more? Or was that it? I got one more, and it's a it's a beefy one. It's a one shot. It's a Ooh. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, nine hundred. Yeah, I, I that was zero. another one I considered grabbing as well and didn't. Dude, it just looks beefy, and I don't know if it's one long story. I, I would imagine that it is if it's not the 900th adventure. Um, but, I mean, I've been talking – I talked about it, what was that, last week or two weeks ago with yeah. the Sonic um, yeah, uh, something Endless like, Summer? you like to treat yourself with. I'd love to treat myself to this. And, like, it's I'm kind of like a My Little Pony about it, and I thought of that because on the back here there was a little My Little Pony. So I don't know what, like, the Sonic brony is, uh, but I might be coming one of them. So, but That's the games nice. are damn near unplayable. Like the I, old ones on yeah. Sega Genesis. Um, they did Sonic Mania a few years back, and that was really good and, and fluid. Um, a lot of the old games, I think the jumping and is very isn't as fluid as like a Mario or something yeah, like that. No, you know? I I agree. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. that was all my pools. How about you, my pool pal? Well, yeah, so I recently discovered I'm still on the list for this, which I'm actually thankful for because I do want to keep collecting the series. We got Darth Vader 38 here. Um, I'm still behind I like that on cover. Yeah, I'm still behind on Star Wars, but, you know, uh, you know, you cut you come into your kicks with Star Wars every once in a while. And so that's when I plan on catching up. Uh, I, then I got a couple more marbles here, so, uh, you know, uh, Marvel number ones. But I, this is one I think I'm. I've asked my shop to just go ahead and start pulling the series for me, Ooh. but it's the new startup team for daredevil. So we got daredevil number one here. Nice. Um, and then I saw this was coming out and uh, I'm, I'm interested in this character. I think a little bit more since the movie came out, uh, but it's werewolf by night. Number one. Oh, uh, I was just thinking about that the other day because we're kind of getting to the anniversary of that. And I, I really enjoyed that. I think they need no, to that's, do they need to it's, do more of that. The thing that I think is, and you know, we'll we'll see because this is year two. But like, I immediately knew this is this is something I'm going to be putting on during Halloween season. Like, it it's it's pretty rewatchable. It's yep. not super connected to the rest of the MCU. It's its own one shot special presentation mm-hmm. show. And it, what it's like forty five minutes long, if that. Yeah, well, I, I'm thinking it's like fifty something. I'm not hundred percent sure. But yeah, no, it's just it's just brilliant. So um, I'm I'm gonna be watching it. Yep, in a few weeks, coming just, down the road. Yeah, once it hits October, I'll be throwing it on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But before that, you're gonna be reading. Uh, yeah. So another thing I picked up. Uh, you know, I set up this perfect segue for you. Come on. Yeah. Before that, you're gonna be reading this. <laughs> yeah batman yeah. i was thinking you were gonna say the name my bad i uh, threw we can't they can't all be slam dunks no i'm sorry i i wasn't i wasn't paying attention it's so, okay um but yeah so this is uh batman gargoyle of gotham and i got the nor edition of it um, i don't i don't dope. know if that changes the outside of it um mm. but but this is one of the variant covers i told my shop that like if I get this, this is this is the variant I want. If that one can't be uh, gotten, get me this one. And if that gotcha. one can't be gotten, get me this one. Well, yeah. they got all three of them. And I was like, well, I didn't mean to say I wanted to buy all three. I was just saying that this is the order in which I would prefer to have the cover for this. Right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this Batman. one. People will buy Batman. Yeah. 
but the other two covers the main cover was one of them i asked for and then one of the other variants and the other variant was drawn by the guy who wrote it his mm. name is Ra- Raphael Gra- grandpa 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 okay. like it yeah, has man, an accent on the grandpa it has an accent on the last day uh, don't we so, all um but anyways i'm i'm really excited about that because uh i think the things i look for in dc come out of black label now uh, mm-hmm. just because i've had a few good uh shots at some lake. black able stuff yeah um that's really yeah the nice house on the lake is actually like kind of kicked off black label for me i said and, a horse on the lake yeah but i'm gonna remember I, that I believe, for later but i believe like the nice house in the lake you just helped me like remember it i think that's where i, I think that is black label and mm. that's one of the first like most recent things i had read but i was like oh black label is like actually really cool so yeah um and I got something here for Scout Comics Sunday. Uh, sis- sissy? Oh, I did see this as well in your video, and that looks good, and my shop didn't get it, and I'm bummed. Um, maybe I'll have to check out the hashtag Omnibus app. Yeah, give that give that a whirl. Uh, I'm excited about this next one. It's issue number two of six for the madness. That looks good, AWA. Yeah. Mark's mad all the way. That's right. That's, that's what I always <laughs> say. I can't stop rhyming today. Ah! <laughs> what if I just couldn't stop and then I just died because I just couldn't I, keep rhyming? I would just continue. That would to be a spectacular death. And and watch you roll. I would, <laughs> I, I would like to see how far you can go with your rhyming one day. <laughs> to Valhalla. That's how far. It'll be in a battle. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I knew this before I... I because uh, I had asked to pull this a while ago. It's issue number one of the alternatives, but it says it's from the world of minor threats. I don't know if Ooh. I knew it was connected to minor threats before today. <sighs> oh, man, I got I uh, I have minor threats on my to read pile like it's sitting downstairs and yeah, I should get on it. It was just really fun because it was just I don't know. To me, I really like the show The Venture Brothers. And then I also remember like watching the 1966 batman on tv mm-hmm. and like mashing venture brothers up with batman 1966 is like what the, like minor threats make me think of yeah and uh yeah so i just i really enjoyed it i th- it was a fun kind of guilty pleasure mm-hmm. uh like comic for me and mm-hmm. so i'm excited to get into the alternatives and now more excited uh maybe realizing for the first time that it was connected to minor threats so uh this one i kind of for what what's that i was gonna say what issue is it it's not that far in what minor threats no uh the alternatives no this is issue one. Oh well there you go you see i don't yeah. feel bad about not knowing yeah i didn't even know it existed before like two minutes ago <laughs> um and then this last one uh i got another boom uh this <sighs> week uh which you know i haven't yeah it's been a while since i gotten boom and i've gotten two in a row i think but this is called coda yeah, I saw that, and I was super on the fence about it, but I wasn't a huge fan of the art. It, w- it didn't really uh, bring me in too much. That was kind of my sell. I just, I don't know. I just couldn't commit for some reason. You'll have to let me know. Maybe yeah, I'll, I'll but I it. also, I also think that a few episodes back we had talked about like not getting anything from Boom for a while, and I think I went that night and looked for some like Boom things coming out, and that's mm-hmm. one that caught my eye. And that's that's why it ended up in my list. Do you know so. what it's about by perchance? Oh, let's let's see. <laughs> I'm sure I can figure Bob that Dillman out. Bob Dylan in the house. 
Well, let's go see what this comic's about. Yeah. See, man, that's two weeks in a row Bob Dylan got mentioned. Hope you're doing well wow. out there, Bob Dylan. Thanks for tuning in. I love Bob Dylan, but I mean, who who doesn't? Uh, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Yeah. And on I, just, I speak in a hopeful world where people. Because I'll, I'll go like Dylan. long. I'll go long stints without listening to him. And then I'll go back to him. I'll be like, oh, this is terrible. And then like once it kind of settles in, I'll be like, this is the greatest thing ever put to recording in, in the history of mankind. Yeah. So what you um, find? So Coda is in the aftermath of an apocalypse, which wiped out nearly all magic from a once wondrous fantasy world. A former bard named Hum, a man of few words, so nicknamed because his standard reply is, hmm, mm. seeks a way to save the soul of his wife with nothing but a foul-tempered mutant unicorn and his wits to protect him, <laughs> but is unwillingly drawn into a brutal power struggle, which will decide forever who rules the weird wasteland uh it's it's an oversized issue it's 40 pages um and there's uh some additional back matter and uh they didn't charge any extra for this one and it's going to be 12 issues uh, maybe i should have got it and uh written by simon spurrier artist is matthias bergara colorist michael doig and lettered by colin bell good old colin bell yeah, I always, always love his work. I can't uh, now, now that I've like done this little blurb here, I'm I'm I'm, I'm probably going to read this tonight. It's probably going to be on top of my list. <sighs> I regret it now. <laughs> but you know what I don't regret is making friends with our pal Eric, who said, "Hey fellas, boy oh boy, that sure is a pretty sweet or is a pretty She-Hulk comic back there." Mad. Oh yeah, this this baby right here. That baby right there, I would imagine. Let's yeah. show that to the people at home. So yeah, this is She-Hulk issue forty, and uh, it's yeah, it's a. Uh, this is kind of one of my like uh, grails of that I finally yeah. came upon a, like a year ago, I think. Um, awesome. And uh, but yeah, I was like, so inside it, it appears in the opening pages that she's jump roping in the nude. Yeah, like the ropes cover all of the bits. That's good. Like the the you know the little. Yeah, like a line showing showing that it's going around yeah, like like really fast. Yeah, 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 the action lines. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I've written comics, and then but then when she stops, she is just like in her her like suit. So it was like a very <laughs> drawing, like oh my gosh, is she? You know, and no, it's a, but yeah, so hey. it's a it's fairly sought after uh, She Hulk, as far as I understand. You're only, like sought after She Hulk. Oh, thank you. No problem. Thank you. I heard, that, I, I heard that uh, they're possibly making a season two of She-Hulk. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Keep doing these stuff, Marvel. I'll keep watching it and going. I'm going to watch fine. it. Yeah. <laughs> Scratching I mean, my head being like... Honestly, right. She-Hulk was one of my favorites just because of like... I It didn't try to really do yeah. anything. Uh, I no. mean, I, I think it did, but it wasn't like... It was just like, we're just going to have fun. And like, that's what I'm... I'm like, if you're not going to like... Yeah. Like, give me something of like substantial quality at least make it fun because i think that fun can you know be different from no. that you know yeah yeah um no like my my wife and i like both really love the show and we're like surprised about the reviews from other watchers that it, they just hated it but yeah well there's a I reason know, for that. it was just it was a great show um yeah. i'm like i didn't know that a season two is happening or mm. if it is it i just kind of like heard it through the grapevine that it's 
possibly mm-hmm. happening. So mm-hmm. uh, I would be fine. I think, yeah, I like it. Just give me a break. Uh, if they want to give me a break, I'm fine. If they want to like just take five years and like find themselves in Tijuana and then come back. Totally. Now, now, now that they're hiking their price up to like $18.99 a month, they're just going to try to oh. keep putting out content. So you have to keep your subscription so you can yeah. watch it. Good. That's a great call. Unless anyway. you want to save up and, you know, just binge a lot of stuff and get a, just pay for a month sometime. But uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Here's what I'll say is that if things get worse, I'm going to head out to the high seas. You know, if you catch my trip, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with me and Jack Sparrow, we're going to go loot and see what we can find. See, that's the other thing. Like back at the cowboy question, I was thinking like, I mean, as opposed to like, I don't know what being a pirate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean those things like, I don't know if they were happening at the same time. Maybe they were. No, I don't mean that. I just mean like if you could be like, you know, uh part of a demographic a that has like a lot of like this is the most lore. Like, would you be a pirate or a cowboy? Man, this is the most two white guys in their 30s conversation <laughs> on a podcast you could possibly have. But to answer, I'd probably be a pirate. <laughs> uh I'm scared of the ocean. But Anyways, what would you do? Answer this quick and let's do I'd be I'd be I'd be a pirate as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh shiver me timbers. Give me scurvy. Um, um well hey, uh we both read a couple things this week. My goodness. What's and the one of them? One of them was called Hunt for the Skinwalker. Ooh. Yeah, and, I definitely read it. Yeah, and so uh we we kind of briefly talked about it messaging this week. Um mm-hmm. But it seems that I may have liked it more than you did. Yeah, and I think I was in like a, a little bit of a sour mood when we were texting. Ah. And uh, so I might have chalked that up to how I interpreted the comic. Um, yeah. But yeah, so let, before we get into like anything like that, why don't you set it up and, and tell me some things that you liked about it? Well, I mean, one thing you said that I like fully agree with is um, just the premise of it. Mm-hmm. is really cool i do like that it's like rooted in you know a folklorian historical sense mm-hmm. uh like something that has happened and possible conversations that happened uh my kids were uh they like were really i don't know skinwalkers were like a thing for a while really <laughs> yeah that's like, interesting that's a definitely a out west thing yeah and like my uh you know, at uh, various times in my children's lives, they've been like, they've brought them up, but then also been like scared of them, but also just trying to voice their thoughts on it because they, you know, maybe they're, they're scared of it. But um, so, yeah, it's just like, it's cool for me in that sense. Um, and, but like one thing that I will say just kind of as a critique is that uh, I like the premise. I like how this issue uh, kind of just set up as like an intro narrative, but it was just too much narrative because Mm -hmm. the whole time I was reading it, I was very into what I was reading. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, I was like, when is something going to happen? Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was just like kind of reading a long intro. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I just kind of have this feeling like that the next issues are not going to be like that. And this one was just like a complete narrative setup. Like a kind of narrative dump. Um, Yeah. Just, okay, so what happens is that there's a guy who, uh, guy and a wife, right? Or no, a, yeah. And but there's like some kids on the farm, and one of the kids is not his own, 
it comes and goes maybe i can't i can't really i think it's yeah i think it's his nephew yeah um and uh he's see at the beginning i really do like how it opens because it opens with like him looking into the sky and in the that opening page you can see something behind a cloud and so you kind of can tell that he's looking at something yeah um, and I, I the first thing that was kind of like so okay before i go into that um he sees this thing in the sky and then the narrative is just kind of him uh, something weird happens to him. He mows, uh, he mows the field, and then it like grows right back. And then yeah. his wife puts away the groceries, and then the groceries somehow end up back in the bag. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I really like that. And but I feel like around that point there was this weird like narrative shift where like it it became more. I I felt like a, the narration came in too late into the comic. Does that make mm. sense? Like it wasn't on the from what I remember, and unfortunately I don't have the comic right in front of me, but it seemed like at least from where I was reading, it came in at a weird time. And yeah. we've, we've talked about this in the past about how we really enjoy a comic that where it just sets up the world, and then on the last page, the thing happens that kind of is like the call to adventure, you know? Yeah. Um, this one I feel like there was like three call to adventures, but no real call to adventure, you yeah. know. Yeah, um, no, like I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It just, I felt like it did a, a good job of just like setting up what's to come, but it didn't leave you with really anything mm -hmm. other than that this event happened mm -hmm. and you're kind of left to like resonate with this you know just happened. It, like what, what comes next? Yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? Huh? Uh, blue book which we which yeah you and i just let sail off into the distance yeah no i mean i read i read blue book all the way through and uh, i actually yeah so i have i have our our discord our not our discord i have the comic book layers discord open yeah. right now um cool. and uh i was i was talking with uh with kyle about it okay. and yeah i said the same thing i said yeah it reminded me of blue book but less dull uh, I really, yeah. And I said, I really like the setup of this first issue. Funny. And like, I really, I, you know, I, I liked it enough to be like, I think that the ensuing issues are going to be a lot better. Yeah. So I would agree. I, and like, we're sitting at, I think, I think we, we've stated it already. We enjoyed the premise so much that I think that's why we're sitting here being like, man, this could have been better. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, I, and honestly, like I said, I need to go back to it because I'll just truth be told, the narration got so kind of repetitive towards the end, and like so kind of like we, I know where this is going. That I just started like turning the pages and just kind of skimming. So yeah, maybe there is some stuff that I missed in there. Um, just yeah, but no, like I, I really liked it. I might reread it. I'm also looking at the variant covers for it, and really wish that I got one of the variants. Yeah, I mean, my cover that I got for it is absolutely beautiful. You know, so did you, you again, got the, did you get the green one? Yeah, I got the green yeah. one with like the skull yeah. coming up. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at that one. That that's such a cool cover. Uh, but yeah, so that's written by Zach Thompson, and the artist is Val Valeria Berzo. Okay. Um, I but, Zach Thompson, I feel like has done something else that I uh, that I enjoyed, um, but me, I can't remember see. what it is. I'm gonna see if I can pull up this cover. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Hold on a second. Sorry that this is taking so long, everybody. I thought I thought you were going into the Price is Right theme song for yeah. a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do really love this middle guy here. Is this yeah. you got this first one? 
I got that first one. Yeah, that one's not bad. I do. I do think that this one is the best, but I don't think that this is like really representative of like the story that happens inside. This might be. Yeah, no, it's just a really more. cool cover. It's a very cool cover. So, um, yeah, I uh, Zach like I said, Thompson's get... done quite a bit of stuff. Uh, just, just say. Um, I maybe I'll look at it then. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I really don't have anything more to say about then. I the art is really good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the premise more than I love the execution. Is what I said to you in the text. Yeah, no, and I I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, let's do a classic high five across the screens. Wait, one, yeah, now two, we three. we don't know what we're doing. Oh God, oh oh, what's happening? Oh, it's <laughs> anyways. Sorry, for this. That Sorry was, everyone listening. That was, that was just for shenanigans. <laughs> that was some shenanigans. That was some dudes being bros right there. <laughs> um, but uh, know where you're not going to see dudes being bros. Uh, Swan song number three, because it's no, mostly about. Definitely not here. this one. No bros no. there. Mm-mm. What did you think? Uh, where does this sit on your swan song hall of swans? It, I mean, it, it was definitely a swan song, uh, but <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't as heavy to me as the first two. How do you feel because, about that? Uh, well, because what the first one is this kid at the end of the world trying to like help his dying mother out, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because everybody's gonna die anyway. But he wants to be with his mom and take care of her until the end. Right. Um, and so like that's like losing somebody you're close to, and then mm-hmm. the second one, kind of the same thing. It's like the there's this married couple that spent a a good lifetime together and they, they called it quits, but Mm -hmm. it also ended on like a a hopeful note. So again, like, you know, separating from somebody that you've known and trusted. And in this one, it's a building of that between the two couple on the cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then when these other characters show up because of all of the, the narrative that they did in their spare time, because the guy had all of his books and Mm -hmm. like one of the books that he read was, you know, when the zombies attack or whatever. And so they, they kind of survival guide volume two specifically. Yeah. 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 And so like when they say other... that they were like the survivors of a post of an atomic war, they called it the forgotten yeah. war because they didn't yeah, know what so. it was over. I'm sorry if I missed that, but I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, yeah, they're all living like post apocalyptic time. And the, these two people, the, the main characters, I don't remember their names, but they they find each other out in the wild after they find out that the air is breathable again. Um, it's Evan and, and Adeline because Evan yeah. is like Eve and Adeline is like Adam. It's something right. like that. Yep. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's uh, he. They do try to do like uh, a, a Genesis um, narrative. I think it would have been. Oh, more yeah. Cool if he tried to write like in more of like a biblical like poetry style rather than like he spoke very much just like they those people were just modern people in a post-apocalyptic world so he kind of spoke how they wrote um yeah which made me like well who's the narrator here i think a a more disembodied genesis like actual bible of genesis yeah well because the idea the idea is like a new eden but like with Mm -hmm. the new eden comes uh new things to struggle and strive with when that comes to other people and so when other people show up it's basically a a cain and abel story yeah and like that's where the you know that's where the first three chapters of genesis like end is like opening up chapter four i believe with cain and abel 
and uh, this issue had Genesis one, Genesis two, and Genesis three. Yeah. So yeah, I think it. I my only. I enjoyed it. My only thing is, I feel like it could have been sadder. I feel like they could have made yeah. it. Made it. And that's too, what I mean. Like it wasn't. It just wasn't as heavy, heavy. as it was. Like more shocking. Right. Um, because and it wasn't it's even just, that shocked because it, it, it kind of. It was a. It was just, it was, it was a like a light, hand. it was like a light spark of a shock. Yeah. Like, you know, it was more of just like, how would you not know that this is that? I think yeah. that's more of where I spent my time of just being like, are you, have you just been so separated that you've forgotten? Or is it, I mean, again, like, is it, is this a commentary on like modern day religion where you become so uh, secluded from yourself or some that you become so or, secluded, or you've just, you've, you've built you, your own world that you live in, right? That to the degree that you believe everybody outside of that is an enemy, I yeah. think that that might be the key point of that. And I don't know if that was intentional, but I do think that that's a good way to read that. Of uh, you start your own, your religion becomes its own thing. You live with it kind of on its own, and then you become so separated from actual objective reality that we all share that the other becomes. A zombie you know and uh, yeah something be taken out instantly um yeah so yeah i mean i that's might be me projecting my own stuff to it but it did have like a religious theme to it um, yeah but also just kind of like speaking of kind of the just the story of it and the way that it was presented like the art in it is fantastic like we mm -hmm. talked about it when we kind of flipped through it last week but just you know it it looks like yeah this could be a first grade drawing if uh it looks like a storybook if 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 an adult or a very talented first grader like did that that art um yeah. it just looks like it's all done in like colored pencils um mm. and in in such a detailed way that like the lines you can tell are yeah they're like colored pencils like i i don't know mm -hmm. i just i really love the art so yeah I'm definitely a big fan. Let's shout out the artist because uh, it's written by W. Maxwell Prince. Uh, I slowly becoming a favorite of ours. Yeah. And uh, the art is by Philippe uh, uh, Andre. Philippe um, Andre. On Andre. Andre. Sorry yeah. if I'm saying that wrong. Um, but yeah, definitely Swan Songs. I just I would love for it to become like a silver coin and just you know yeah. do an arc and stop and then do an arc. Let's do that. Yeah. No, I like I. I really do like that. It's just, we just, just love our tragic anthologies. We do. Um, yeah. But yeah, That's fine. I, I wonder Someone's what. Someone's got to get you out of bed in the morning. Yeah, just. But speaking of silver coin, I'm just like, when? When's it going to come back? When that kid's two, probably yeah. two or three. But it's going to. Yeah, it'll be worth it because it'll again, be I'm, worth it. I'm a totally a fan of letting just stuff marinate. You know, yeah. like. Again, that's how I feel about Marvel and DC. Like, just go away and just like come <laughs> back with like some fresh ideas and like some fun stuff because everyone will be more grateful in the long term than like you just continuously giving us stuff that's mediocre, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, something that's not mediocre, I imagine, is Sacrificers. Number yeah. two. Yeah, I can bring, I can start with uh, Sacrificers. Um, yeah. So, just just a little recap like i first read the first like seven pages or you know first handful of panels uh in the back of i believe in hell we fight i think that's where its preview is at um and it like the intro like really intrigued me i really liked it but then getting the first issue the intro was you know the intro and then I, all the stuff that i hadn't read yet 
uh, just didn't carry that same amount of excitement for mm. me. Um, and it wasn't that like, I don't know, just like the, the tone just never lifted for me. Um, and so I wasn't really sure what I was going to think of the series going forward. And then sacrifices two comes out and like, I am for sure on board with this. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, that's where I thought you were going. Yeah. I, I like really, really enjoyed it. Um, like, yeah. So this is Rick Remender, Remender, Remender. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah. who, um, you're talking about. Yeah. He did uh righteous thirst for vengeance. Yep. Oh, um, there you yeah. go. Uh, but yeah, his, the artist though is, um, Max, uh, Fiumara and, uh, it's colored by Dave McCraig. So this is a different team working with Rick. And so it's not going to be the same art uh, that mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've read in the past. And so, but the art is like, it's really, really good. It's very like dark colored and very bold. Um, okay. And then there's just, there's an, an anamorphic uh, cre- like characters in it as well as humans. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, so in this one, uh I guess in the first one we're we're introduced to who are the sacrificers, which is really the oldest child uh, from like every family, and they get they're taken as the sacrificers, but they're not like really told much about like why, uh, mm. like or like what's going to happen to them, and so they're all just fearing death, and in this one they meet like like the print like the princess of the religious castle or something like that. I don't know. Like, and, and she has this like greater, like hope about like what a privilege it is to be a sacrificer. Mm. Like she just has this entirely different worldview. And then as they're all, cause they're all in like chains and being led blindly. And then they can take breaks and sit down and look Mm -hmm. at each other and talk. And, uh, after their like first break, uh, the the i can't remember his name he's like a a blue bird he comes from a blue bird family of farmers and uh he sits down and right before he was taken uh his little sister had given him like a little dollop of bread like Mm. you know like the last bite of her bread roll because she wanted her brother to have something to eat and that was the the only thing she had left from her dinner Mm. and so he unwraps that and then like this princess uh, gal she's just like oh you poor soul like that's all the provisions you were sent with and she just like has a very like religious leader like demeanor about it like as if like mm. jesus or buddha were talking to you uh like this is her having grown up in like a palace of like religious understanding and knowing like the secrets uh that the common folk won't yeah and she just like feels bad. And then there's these other two human gals who uh, they had been like locked up their whole lives and then taken as the sacrificers. And all they really got to eat were like dirt and worms Ew. and like whatever they could get their hands on. That doesn't um, sound tasty. Like root or like roots and worms is what I meant. Like that still doesn't nat- sound nat- tasty. That's nature's P- PB and jelly, man. Like if you Ooh. get, if you get lost, get a worm wild, on a. Well, you know what? I can yeah. see how that you could. Yeah. You know what? Just make sure you're getting the right roots. But yeah, so like they had never like had food. And so they could try to take uh, the bluebird guys like bread morsel. 
Um, and she stops them and she's like, why would you get so vicious over like this food? Do you not have provisions of the, your own? And they're like, no, like we weren't given any, like mm. we went, we grew up in like, you know, we were beaten and treated horribly our entire lives. And so she's just like the princess gal is just kind of like breaking down about it in a sense, like not like mm-hmm. sobbing or anything, but just like really like collecting all the information she's gathered. Yeah. And didn't mm. realize how bad it was in the Taking outside stock world. Of the situation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Um, and she opens up like her provisions to them mm. all, and she's like, "I brought plant like more than plenty to share." And so she just has all this food, and then like the two human girls just like go nuts and like pretty much devour all of it. Mm. Um, and like Bluebird Boy just eats his bread, and then like the princess doesn't have it. And she's like, Oh, but that's okay because they're taking us to paradise. And then they have a conversation about, uh, or they're like, they're not taking us to paradise. And the prince is like, why would you not believe that? Like, that's what the sacrificers get to do. But meanwhile, Mm -hmm. they're, they're chained up and they're blindfolded. So they don't, they don't know what's going on. And then these other three, just, they don't have, they don't know anything. Like Mm -hmm. they grew up in like cages and a farm and, Mm -hmm. And she just keeps saying, like, there's always hope that, like, this paradise is going to happen. And the other three are just like, we don't want to die. Like, we don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they all, like, I guess just to put a break in that. But they do they do come to paradise. And, like, what that's like, I don't want to spoil that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but, man, it's just, yeah, it was really well written. And the art was great. So um, I'm on board for sacrificers. I'm going to see this thing through. Um, nice. It's probably I'm, uh, Rick Remender. No, I meant the uh, publisher. Oh, uh, Image Comics. Okay. It's, un- it's under, uh, uh, yeah, Remender's, Remender's, good grief. I can't remember <laughs> which one it is. I can't. Uh, it's under his, uh, his imprint, the Giant Generator. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, it uh, looks like it's going to be four issues. So, Oh, there you it's go. Right, right in your ballpark. That is right in my ballpark. We might get back to that later, though. Um, so some, sticking kind of on that religious sacrifice theme, like I mentioned that we were going to be doing up top, <laughs> uh, Crusaders that I just bumped the microphone with. Um, I really enjoyed this. I Yeah, again, like this is a comic I just bought because I like the idea of like uh, a knight of the like round table doing something of the Knights Templar doing something, you know? Yeah. Um, so this comic picks up and they're like crusading. And so they're just, you know, pillaging somewhere and, you know, uh, slaughtering the, uh, infidels. Um, and this crusader, as he's doing this, he, and he's never named and we never see him without, uh, his helmet on. They actually try to take it off of him, and he, it, they, they can't take it off for some reason, but he's hearing somebody uh, yelling for help down in this uh, tavern. So he goes like climbs into this cave. And when he gets down there, there's like this occult type thing that's happening. And they're all drinking from like a goblet of blood around like this cauldron. And there's like a bunch of people hung up like on top of it. And uh, so this is, I've only ever seen this done in one other comic. And that was uh, the Hulk. Um, and I, it, I don't know what comic it was from. I just saw this panel where Hulk like over time becomes like the embodiment of darkness and like evil. And just like the, like just the, the 
he becomes the full embodiment of like negativity and just all bad things. Right. And yeah. so he, Hulk gets to the end of time. And then there's like the embodiment of light there waiting. And in that moment, they're like supposed to um, like merge together to make the next universe. And that's how that works. And Hulk just like rips the guy in half. And as he's Classic like Hulk, yeah, like as he's killing him, the guy says, this isn't how this was supposed to go. And I think that that's like one of the most chilling things of just like somebody was trying to do something in that instance of like great importance. And then it just like hit stuff, hit the fan real quick, you know? Yeah. And like just being like, oh, no, things went bad real quick. Things have gone badly. Yeah. And so uh, this crusader here, he walks upon the sacrifice and as he starts like killing people and like trying to intervene, but because like all this stuff is half happening, the spell goes wrong. And so all the like people in the sacrifice die and like all the people who were like drinking, like from like the blood, they all like go up in flames. And one of the priests is like, Oh no, what have you done? You know, you, you screwed it up. This isn't how this was supposed to go. And then the, uh, crusader he gets sucked into like this wormhole and gets sent through like space and time and then he comes oh, out wow. in this like crazy world of like uh let's see if i can pull it up of like weird like frog creatures and like goblins and like frog creatures so you can see if you're watching like there's some like gremlin looking things and then huh. he saves this like little frog creature's life and he kind of becomes his uh his companion through through this world um, this guy here and uh, yeah. And then there's like some, they get like this, something gets sent after him. That's like just this, he's stabbing somebody in the throat right here. He's a bad guy. So a bad guy got sent after him. So it's just going to be really cool to see like, cause he is just like a crusader. Like he's just like everything he's doing, he's doing for like religious duty and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And so just to see like how like somebody who's like, I'm everything I do is for the, you know, Lord God Almighty, there's a frog man talking to me. It's just like very interesting juxtaposition, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked on it. I'm gonna definitely stay on it for at least, you know, a couple more. If it keeps I think it'll be good. So I'm gonna stay yeah. on it as long as it's good. And that's uh that's Mad Cave, right? Yeah, that's Mad, Mad Cave, Cave yeah. dog. Right on. <laughs> right on. Uh cool. so do you got any uh spot out shout outs, spouts, 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 shout outs you want to do? Yeah, so uh, I mentioned getting on a Star Wars kick, and uh, I have, uh, like, um, but, like, Legends material. Mm. Um, so I, uh, I'm i currently listening to, and I know that you were you were reading it. I don't know if you finished it, but Air I to the Empire. I read the first two pages yeah, of so, Air to the Empire. You know, I read, I think I read that initial, like, Thrawn trilogy um, mm. probably about 10 years ago. Ooh. and uh i don't know i just i am i wanted to start like revisiting it so i got i got the audibles for them and i'm listening through them but then i was like oh yeah dark horse drew them up oh. uh a few years ago and uh so that yeah this is the cover for issue one um i'm on the wrong page there we go um but yeah so it's based on timothy zahn's novels and just inside it's just it's really fun uh yeah. just kind of seeing the the visuals of it um you know some of the art like doesn't look like these characters that are emblemized here uh like yeah. it like it's kind of it's it's drawn Mama in, like, looks red 
It, but I think yeah. that's just the picture that they have of her. Yeah, so th these aren't how you see them drawn though in this comic. This is actually Thrawn is. This is pro this is uh, okay. A, I like how he Thrawn. looks. I like that Thrawn. Um, but yeah, so written by Timothy Zahn, but the writer uh, who adapted it for the comic was Mike Barron, uh, mm. artist Ol Olivier Van Vatin, mm -hmm. another artist Fred Blanchard, Blancard, uh, colorist Isabel Robero, and another a letter Ellie Deville and edited by writer Wintam. Um, but yeah, so I I just wanted to like share this too, because like if you do get like that itch to uh, get back into those, like those are not a bad way to go. They change the story up just a little bit, like just to kind of cut time in a sense, mm -hmm. or I guess cut, cut panels um, mm -hmm. just to get it in there. But like it does, it does cover like the entire story. And if you've ever, even if you've ever wondered like what's going on, like in air of the empire, uh, these old like legends that people loved. Um, I don't think the comics a bad way to go. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of want to read the books before I read it because I don't want to, I don't know. I feel like I'd like to take the bigger story and then have the condensed version of it. But I yeah. feel like in reality, I'm going to consume neither. And I don't yeah, want to do should. that. That's why you just do the audible, man. Mm, that's a good idea. Um, I got like two more. I'd want to just quickly shout out. Yeah, um, go for it. And these are both issue number fours, ironically. Um, Banshees number four continues to be very, 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 very good. Uh, really looking forward to. I don't know if it's wrapping up soon, but really liking this. This is very much just gives me like it gives me same vibes as like Buffy the Vampire. It's, it's a fun after school story, but it's kind of dark, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, so totally happy with that. Going to keep going along with uh, Feeder. This continues to be very good. My uh, only complaint is that uh, last week I said, I think one of the funniest things I might have ever said ever was the last we saw our dopes, uh, our hero, he was dope sick or whatever yeah. it was. Now I, you can never tell a good joke twice. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, and I would have loved to have seen. So like through this series, we're, we're seeing with him deal with like the like his ghost from his past. And I would have loved to have seen more time of him. Like, I would have loved this entire issue of just being like him going through the sickness, but it's over in like three, three pages, you know, huh. like it's not very spent very long. And I would have loved to kind of seen him in like a fever dream doing because he's a ex movie star, ex uh, comic book movie star. And so it would have been cool to see like this weird blend between like his comic book movie stuff and like his real life stuff i think that that would have been a really cool thing that this comic could have done but i also understand like it wanting to stay kind of grounded you know that wouldn't be necessarily the most grounded thing and that was yeah. kind of just me but overall still enjoying it um it ended really weird I, maybe that's another criticism but like it just didn't the ending didn't really make sense to me wait um, so was that was that the final issue no i mean the ending of this issue oh, okay okay it just seemed to like be just very abrupt and didn't end very like clear to the degree that I like was like, I like, yeah, I wasn't sure if my issue got screwed up or something like that. So we'll see, but yeah, um, you turn it on that light an hour yeah, plus into the podcast. Yeah. It just <laughs> came on. Uh, and I'll, this is the last, I just a quick little note. I started reading seven years of darkness, number three, and I just stopped in the middle because I just felt like, it was the exact same as issue number two. And I just didn't want like, I just, it wasn't doing anything for me. 
So yeah, I just stop. Um, but well, I guess I, I do have like one more thing to say. I haven't read it yet, um, but I have a lot. Uh, I have four library checkouts currently, and my goodness, the only reason I remember that is because one of them I did the same thing. I was just like, I can already tell where the story is going, and I'm not really enjoying it. Mm. And so I set that one down. But uh, one of the ones I picked up, I think maybe you read it, but Basilisk. 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 No. I don't know. Who's it by? Let me see. Like publisher, I mean. I'm pretty sure Image. Image. Okay. Um, Um, No, Boom. Boom. It's a Colin. It's a Colin Bunn story. Oh, maybe Um, I own it. I feel like I own more Colin Bunn than I've ever actually read. But yeah, so I, I had checked out two things of Boom, um, and I'm not going to mention one of them because I want to discredit anybody who enjoyed it. But the other sure. Boom ones, the one I was like, eh, not really into this. And then the other one I had checked out was the Elixir, uh, which I don't really know anything about other than when I saw my library had. I was like, this looks cool. So, nice. um, but yeah, uh, so this I had asked my library to grab for me, uh, or like put on hold for me. Uh, around the time that we did uh, was a hash man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it seemed like a similar thing. I saw an article about it, I think on a comic book historians maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a black and white page. Comic. Uh, and it's called going remote, a teacher's journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because of hash man, I somehow got turned on to this and saw my mm-hmm. library had it. So so yeah, I put it on hold like months ago, and it, well, I finally go. just got it. So uh, if I didn't have, if it took that long to get to me, and I was like only number three on the list, it, I'm guessing whoever had it before either forgot they had it, or was or really they into- really really enjoyed it. So right. um, I'm excited to get into that one. Awesome, man! That looks like a lot of fun. You have to keep. Let me know how that one goes. Yeah, along with everything else that you pulled and got this week. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about. Talking about comics. And now we um, made it full circle. And are you ready to uh, take the horse down to the river and drown it? Yeah, but I just need to need to tell him a few things. Like you can follow us at the Pull Box Pals <laughs> at Instagram, <laughs> YouTube. Uh, Nate, are we on? Yeah, we're on Facebook, aren't we? We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook right now. Yeah, we're can, live yeah, we on Facebook. On fa- so somebody yeah, might even be watching from Facebook. Maybe. Nope, no one's watching on Facebook. <laughs> That's all right. But That's it'd be right. nice if some people were watching on Facebook. <laughs> it would be nice. Uh, but we're, we're there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you can find us on all the socials at the Pullbox Pals. You can find mm-hmm. me more specifically at Matt underscore nerdy on Instagram. And you can find Monk at that Monk guy on Instagram. That's where we do most of our chatting and conversations with all of our fellow comic book lovers. And nerds. Also, uh, I would and... like to just plug that I started uh, my own TikTok page and a YouTube page at that Monk guy 89, which I might change my Instagram. I saw that. I, I followed you back. Thank you. It's uh, just doing... Uh, high scores and speed runs of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and maybe I'll do like some Mario stuff or Pac-Man or uh, Frogger. Nice. We'll see. Just whatever. Just when I'm, I jump on Twitch a lot, and that's also my Twitch handle is that uh, Monk Guy eighty nine. Uh, so yeah, if you're into Twitch and watching video games, come over and hang out with me there. I yeah, I'm just a uh, just doing all the content. Just a dude being a dude making content. Yeah, I need a kid. I need something more important <laughs> in my life than all this stuff. Um, anyways, 
Uh, it's time to drown a horse, which seems, oh, wait, dang it. I wanted to make a, I wanted to be like, I'm going to make a reference to the Godfather with this horse and a lake. But no, wait, that joke wouldn't have worked. I was going to try to combine how a horse got beheaded in Godfather 1 and then oh, in Godfather yeah. 2 uh, when they take Fredo out on a lake and they shoot him. So I was going to like try to make a joke of being like, we should take the horse out in the lake and shoot it. But it wouldn't have. I'm just trying to think of how you set up the Godfather. Is, Being a comedian's real hard. It's got to be hard. Um, it's got to be man, hard. Uh, just talking about killing horses <laughs> make me a little sad. <laughs> yeah, let's not kill any horses. Let's maybe. I feel like I got to donate to a horse charity. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go see my friend's mom, who's uh the guy I lived with. His mom. She She's uh, got always, some horses. Yeah, she will. They still live on that same horse farm. So I'll draw. Huh. It's it's not that far away. I'll drive on over there and I'll pet a horse and I'll tell him it's doing, I'll feed it a carrot. You say, I'm sorry. Sorry for the things I say about your kind (laughs) online. I don't mean it. I'm a vegetarian. Um, (laughs) And then it'll kick me. And then there I go. And then mad will be hosting the podcast solo, but mad. I want you to know that if a horse does kick me, the last thing that I'm going to be saying when it kicks me is I haven't (laughs) read comics like these in years. Please don't report.